This is the show where Eskimos fans get all things green and gold from the man who calls the shots. We're just ready to lace it up and go out there and hit somebody and uh, play physical, disciplined football. This is where one empire gets insight you can't get anywhere else. This is the Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss. Brought to you by Missioner Allen Auctioneering, Canada's largest public automotive and RV auction. Now, with Eskimos head coach Jason Moss, Morley Scott on Eskimos Radio, 630 Chad. And good evening, everybody, and welcome once again to the Coaches Show. It is uh, 734. Uh, Win or lose, one of the best things about Labor Day is five days later, you do it all over again, Saturday, 7 o'clock, on the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium, the Eskimos and the Stampeders. A six straight loss on the first Monday in September for the Eskimos in Calgary. 39-18, the final score yesterday. The Stampeders over uh, the Eskimos. Uh, welcome, everyone, to the Coach's Show with Jason Moss. Short week. Uh, time is tight. Glad you got time for us, Jason. How you doing? I'm doing okay. All right. Uh, considering, I guess, uh, your uh, second Labor Day game as coach, they were kind of similar games, uh, were they not? I mean, uh, especially looking at yesterday, you got, you got in a big hole early, uh, down early in the first quarter, down big at halftime and it was just just hard to scratch scratch your way back into it yep same same as uh last year it felt like you know we we tried to fight back uh coming out of halftime though we turned the ball over give it right back to them they scored a touchdown but uh guys never quit guys kept playing to the end uh we had a great fourth quarter and something to build on uh you don't really and we talked about it on the post game show last night you don't really seem to be giving yourself a chance to compete in some of these games especially yesterday i mean the, the penalties the the turnovers just not doing not executing the game the way you wanted to execute nope. kind of took it away from you no absolutely the last couple of weeks we've kind of been been forced to get out of our game plans a little bit um and I don't know that whether we have or not. We've just uh, you dig yourself so big of a hole, it's hard to to see the other side of it. So no matter how good you play through bits and pieces or the greater part of the game, the 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 hole you build yourself early is has definitely caught up to us. So you know there's there's obviously positives to take from it, but uh, the deficits at the beginning are definitely piling up, and we've got to stop at the, stop those, limit those as, as quickly as possible. I asked you before we went on the air about watching the tape and seeing how it was. You said there was good and bad. Um, how do you how do you walk the line between what you saw as good that you want to continue and what you saw as bad that you need to correct? Yeah, I mean, I told the guys after the game, our our best has to be better, and our weaknesses have to be. <laughs> we have to address them, and, and those have to get better as well. So, um, you know, there were positives. I mean, our uh, time of possession on offense was was good. I mean, we did a lot of good things with the ball. We ran 73 plays. We didn't come away with points that we needed. Um, defensively, I mean, the score, I don't think, was an indication of how you know, our defense did play well. And they, they, um, they we put our defense in some bad spots, and our defense, you know, um, limited a lot of the things that they did uh, they still executed on all three phases though and that's ultimately why they won they took the ball away from us three more times than we did a take away from them they they had our the pressures on our quarterback that we didn't get on theirs uh, they scored a special teams touchdown um, you know and then penalties we were even so um, you know we had three declines so actually we were worse but uh, at the end of the day they just played better football than us and they definitely played better football than us early and uh, no matter what we did throughout the course of the game, uh, it seemed like they were one step ahead, and we got to correct that. You mentioned time of possession. That's, uh, I know, an important stat for you. Uh, you. You ran a lot of plays. You had good time of possession. I don't know what stats that you look at that are important, but when I look at a lot of the stats in the game, it didn't make sense. Like, if you didn't know the score and you looked at the stats, you, would, you wouldn't think it was that kind of a football game. I mean, you didn't have very many two-and-outs. You didn't have one for a long time to start the game, I don't 
We had they, one, one, two, and out in the whole game. Yeah, and so, and you 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 won the time of possession. You had a three hundred yard passing game. You did a lot of things that would you normally want to see in games you win and play well in. Yeah, we had I think it was sixty eight percent twenty or on second down conversions. I mean, we were nine for nine on short yardage. We were there were a lot of great things, and even on defense, I, I say the same thing. We limited them to two hundred fifty yards passing, two hundred sixty yards passing, under a hundred yards rushing for that team. Um, you know, they're they're second down conversion wasn't very high you know so there were a lot of positives but at the end of the day they capitalized on things that we didn't we gave them short fields they capitalized on it they had the punt return for a touchdown um you know it seemed like you know those were those were the biggest plays in the game to be quite honest with you uh you know we jump off sides they get a big game they get a big game the very first play of the game you know they were they put themselves in better positions to score and um, you know, we um, did, like I said, did some really good things, but at the, at the end of the day, not enough, and not enough early. If we had done a lot of those things early in the game, and the game probably is a lot different, but we just didn't do enough early. It's kind of been up and down for you early in football games this year. You, you didn't start well in the season with scoring a lot of points, but you're winning those games. Uh, last three games, you've been down big uh, at halftime in, in, in all three games. How much of what you saw yesterday is a kind of a carryover from the first two games or the two previous games that you played and lost in this in this little losing streak here. Is it is it all kind of snowballing a little bit? Or I mean, I look at the same. I mean, the same thing happened to us on the very first possession of the SAS game and this game. Offensively, we go down, we're inside their 50 yard line, and turn over the ball. Both games, the first or second possession on both games, we're doing that. The other team gets momentum, goes down, and scores on us. I mean. We have we have them stopped, and it's third and four, and they go for it, and they're trying to draw us off sides. They draw us off sides and go in and score a touchdown on it. I mean, little things like that, They uh, we get a punt blocked in the SAS game early in the game. They score a touchdown on it. We have a punt return uh, for a touchdown. And on that drive, you know, we have a, a, a play. We're backed up. We have a good play. We get hands to the face on a penalty. Uh, Mike has a, you know, a bad a bad play on his own part reading reading uh, the defense and we get to second and 20 and we end up not being able to convert punt the ball away and they score a touchdown on it i mean we off a great punt i mean yeah. you booms the ball and, and and we and we don't score or we give up a score so um early in the game it kind of a little bit of catastrophes on all three phases and again it just lends to guys questioning a lot of things i mean in their minds of whether it's happening again and that's the furthest thing i want in their mind i don't want that at all so you know we'll talk about this week about starting faster about the things that we can do uh to curtail that and a lot of it's just executing focus and uh doing our game plans better um and not committing turnovers and uh penalties early in games i think that'll help us yeah uh you touch on a little bit. How do you feel the psyche of your team is right now? Well, I mean, anytime I, I, I'm not um, naive to the fact that when you lose ball games, mm-hmm. people people are human. They question things. They they want to know the whys and hows and what we're doing wrong and what can we get better at and why does this keep happening to us? And so it's our jobs as coaches to settle them down and make them understand that we're still the second best team in the league. We have our record wise. We've won seven straight for a reason. You know, we're 0-3 for a reason as well. There's little things that we can curtail that we can make better. Um, I do give credit to the three teams we face, which are the hottest teams right now in the CFL. So uh, whenever you go down against those teams, particularly two of them in their buildings, uh, it's going to be a tough night. So at the end of the day, 
uh, we've got things to improve on, and that's what we'll focus on more than the why, the oh, why is me or woe is me type thoughts. We'll focus on the little things we can control um, and their attitude. And at the end of the day, I want guys to enjoy coming to work every day, so mm. they better come with a smile on their face, but better be gritting their teeth too, ready to work. Uh, and you've seen it so many times probably as a player and as a coach that as fast as it can go bad for you, it can turn around and go go good for you too. Like, I mean, the snowball goes both ways. Yeah, right? I mean, I'll just say this. Sask was 2-5 and five three weeks ago and everyone was writing them off and now they're mm-hmm. on a three-game win, three game winning streak and they're the hottest team in the league besides Calgary, everyone says. So in three weeks, you can go from the penthouse to the outhouse and vice versa. So, I mean, that's the CFL for you, though. If you don't play well in each and every given week, if you don't play well in a quarter in this game, you can get beat. So, at the end of the day, our guys need to focus on that and understand that when we talk about each play matters and each down matters and the focus and living in the moment, well, we damn sure didn't do that last game. So, we got to, um, you know, make sure we're better at that um, going into this week of practice. And that focus needs to be there and that attention to detail needs to get back to where it's been the first first half of the season. Uh, where's Mike Riley's game at in, in your mind right now? And obviously, I'm not pinning anything on him because we know he's Mike Riley and everything, but uh, obviously he's had a couple of games that he's he hasn't played very well in or needs to play better than in the last couple of games. Well, the needs to play better in is is, is first and foremost. I mean, he, he'll be the first to tell you he needs to play better. There's no question about it. Um, you know, it's tough. It's tough on a quarterback mentally when you don't play up to your abilities and you feel like you are a direct result, one of the reasons your, your team loses. I mean, that's hard to swallow. It's hard to get over. Um, the the thing that, you know, Mike and I have talked about is he needs to get over that. I mean, you, you, no one person wins or loses games, but, you know, he still has big shoulders for a reason. He's our leader for a reason. Um, you know, he, he takes those those losses very hard, particularly when he doesn't play up to his abilities. And, um, you know, the last two games definitely has not been his strongest since I've been here. They've been two of his, his lowest rated games for us when we grade him. Um, but I'll tell you what, the fourth quarter, he was fantastic, and he, he seemed to get out of his little funk. And he was throwing the ball with conviction. He was reading things properly. Uh, his feet were good. Um, you know, I, I, I think that's hopefully the turning point for him mentally uh, and physically because, you know, I know, you know, going to the SAS game, he, he wasn't throwing the ball as well in practice or in that game as I've seen him throw it. And all of a sudden this game, he gets that all back. So I'm excited about Mike. I, I, I think he's going to, you know, I think he's turned the corner in that fourth quarter. And I think uh, those positive vibes, those positive points we had in the, in the good quarter that we played on offense, I think will translate to a, a better start and finish in this next game. And that's part of the answer to the next question I'm going to ask you. Was there any talk or much talk about making a change? Uh, who's with, with Mike? Uh, I mean, on the bench. Were you, guys, were you ever thinking, like, no. I know you did it two weeks ago against Saskatchewan. Were you thinking about it at all no. this week? I mean, again, that game in Saskatchewan, to, or this game against Sask was a little bit different. It was, you know, 40-6 to six to start the fourth. You know, he throws two pick sixes in the third quarter to end it. Um, you know, we hadn't really done much on offense at all in that entire game. I think that was the exact opposite in that game. We were about eight two and outs or nine two and outs in mm-hmm. that game. You know, our offense was not, you know, the, the offensive rhythm wasn't the problem in Calgary. Um, you know, so I thought Mike was playing a pretty good game. There was just 
bits and pieces. I think we counted 74 plays, and I could pin 16 plays on him that he could have played better. And out of those 16, seven of them, he still made something happen on them. Mm-hmm. He just didn't do it quite how we wanted him to. So, you know, he still um, can grade higher, and we expect him to grade higher. But, no, there was no question in my mind he was going to finish the game, and I wanted him to finish the game. I wanted him to get it out of the system and to see it. And I still always go back to the Peyton Manning quote when he says, I learn from every single rep I'm in there. And I think one of those things you'll see about a quarterback and somebody like Mike who's maybe struggling at, at, through, a, through a moment that he needed those reps. He needed to, to have some some success and I think ultimately that's what Calgary gave him on those last uh, couple drives Um, you know our team went out there and scored some points and I think that's going to help him along the way. Yeah, and you take them out, you don't get that positive fourth quarter going into Absolutely. Saturday for sure. All right. Uh, Eskimos head coach Jason Moss with us on the Coaches Show. It's uh, coming up to 746. We'll take a break and be back uh, looking ahead to Saturday night and the rematch on the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. My name's Morley Scott. You're listening to the Eskimos Coaches Show on The Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss. Brought to you by Missioner Allen Auctioneering. We have the selection. You set the price. Now, Morley Scott on Eskimos Radio, 6.30 Chad. Jason Moss in studio with us uh, till the top of the clock. The Eskimos uh, losing yesterday in Calgary, getting set to uh, try and even the score Saturday night, uh, 7 o'clock on the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. Looking for a big crowd. All your ticket information available for you at the Eskimos uh, website. Uh, NFL cutdown day over the weekend. Uh, Jason, rumor going around today about Darrell Walker. I won't ask you about that. Uh, it's more of a question for Brock, I'm guessing. But I want to get your thoughts on players released by NFL teams always on this weekend and and coming back to teams, whether they be players returning to teams or be new players that are coming to teams. Doesn't seem to me over the years there's a lot of players who really make an impact the rest of the way in that season. What are your thoughts on it? It's tough. I mean, the NFL and CFL games are so different. Their bodies change. I mean, that's what you see a lot of times when the guys go down, their work habits Workout habits change. They're forced to get gain weight. They're forced to do some different things than they're used to up here. Um, you know, and the game's just different. The speed of the game's different. The moving around's different. It takes them a little bit, a little while to get acclimated again. But you're also depending on the person who's coming back up. I mean, different skill sets, different positions, and what have you tend to lend themselves sometimes to where it's a seamless transition. Um, you know. Um, but I have definitely seen guys come back up who don't play as well as when they left, but it doesn't take them very long, whether it's a, the rest of the season or by the next season, they're back to their normal form, yeah. if not better. But you're right. I mean, there's plenty of guys that don't come back and make an impact whatsoever. And I think a lot of it, like I said, has to do with the fact that they get so uh, versed in, in the NFL again and they lose they lose their uh, – their CFL playmaking ability, yeah. I guess. And I always thought, too, and, and they don't mean any disrespect to the CFL, but, I mean, they just got crushed on the weekend when you get cut, right? Because that's the dream to make an NFL team. And they, some of them end up coming back to the CFL, and they really don't want to be here. They want to be in the NFL. And, and it maybe takes a while for them to get over that and, and get back into yeah, the game I, a bit. Like I said, I think it depends on the person. It depends on the situation. Um, you know, for certain guys, they're coming back up, and they're – making a living again they're loving football and some of them just love football and mm-hmm. love to play and depending on what situation they're coming back to in the CFL whether it's the same team or a different team whether they're in a race for the playoffs or not um, all those things can lend themselves to where a guy's excited about being back up here or not but um, you know I don't blame them when they do get cut because it's a it's a difficult day and different difficult period of time but uh, that could op- absolutely be a determining factor of why they don't 
de- not necessarily buy all the way into the CFL again mm-hmm. until they kind of realize that this is a great game once again. And this is if they're back up here, they're back up here for a reason. And this is kind of the last stop. So I think that's when they smarten them back up again and start playing better. Uh, maybe the best news from yesterday is your trainers didn't get a lot of TV time. Uh, uh, to the naked eye from where I was, it didn't look like anybody got hurt, which might be a first this year where you could go to an X game and not put guys on an injured list. Yeah, no, there's there there are still some. Um, not as many as we've had in previous games, but uh, there'll be guys that are game time decisions yeah. for us, just like every week. I'm sure they it's had football. some too. Um, but uh, for the most part, we were unscathed and, and healthy, and that's always a good thing. It's better right now than it's been uh, through the course of the year, that's for sure. Will you be getting guys back this week, do you think? Uh, yeah, we should probably get a couple more guys back, which is huge for us. And again, the closer we get to the, the opening day roster that we had set, uh, obviously, you know, certain guys won't be on there for the rest of the year. But, uh, you know, if we can get some some marquee guys back, uh, I think it, it'll bode well for us uh, for the next game and, and the future ones. What's this week like? Uh, guys, you guys came back after the game last night. Uh, I don't imagine there – I know you weren't on the field today. You're back on the field tomorrow. Were players around today? Were they were they doing stuff yeah, today? Yeah, they... I mean, I walked in the training room the brief time that I had outside of the film room um, and saw guys down there getting treatment and, and working out and whatnot. Um, it's all about recovery this week. I mean, there's – there's not a whole lot of uh, practice time. You know, we'll we'll be on the field a little bit tomorrow, get a workout in. Uh, then we'll do all of our major workout the following day, uh, leading up to the game, as far as plays are concerned and schemes are concerned. And then it's day before and play again. So I mean, it's it's fast and furious this this week. So um, which is a great thing. I mean, coming off a loss and uh, excited about playing at home. You know, this game can't get here quick enough. To be quite honest with you. Was a lot of your prep for this game done last week? You know, well, I think you know you always probably put a little bit uh, more than what you'd expect, but we don't go into a game with a. I mean, we have a, a good fair amount of plays, but we used up a lot of them last game. So you know, we've got to look to see what's still on our our ready list, see if what we game planned against, if it still looked like it worked on film. Um, I don't th- I don't see Calgary changing a lot. They were still successful keeping us off the scoreboard. Um, I think they feel like they match up well against us anyways. Um, you know, so ultimately we'll have to go in there and just decide on all three phases, what little things we want to curtail and, and change um, and play to our strengths. So at the end of the day, the team that's rested the best and the team that learns the most will end up winning this game. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, pressure both ways on, on the quarterbacks. I know the game plan obviously was to get pressure as it is every week on, on Bo Lee, but he's, he's tough to do that with though. Their, their O-line's okay, but he's so good at, at uh, getting rid of the ball quickly and or getting rid of the ball when he's in trouble to, to get out of trouble. Yeah, no, he doesn't take a lot of hits. He's smart with the ball in his hands. He understands defenses and what they're trying to take away and um, you know, he's been good at that his whole career. I think Calgary's system is a system that fits him very well. So, um, you know, they're definitely good at what they do, and he's a focal part of that. Um, you know, we weren't probably as successful as we'd like to be getting pressure on him. That was kind of obvious. But at the same time, you know, we did some really good things on defense without getting pressure on him. So if we can figure it out and, and uh, do some different game planning and, and put some different things in and, and get some pressure on him, 
and still do what we did, uh, I like our chances uh, going into this one. And on the other side, is there a concern about protection for Mike this week? Well, yeah. I'll tell you what. Mike, you know, was his worst own worst enemy at, at times in this game. So a great majority of the hits he took were because of his his uh, him hanging on to the ball and trying to get through progressions and, and skipping a progression or two. So uh, if Mike is more locked into some of the easier parts of our offense, you know, picking some things up, um, and ultimately, again, if our guys up front can pick up twists and do things, I think they had went into the game averaging about 18 uh, line movements, I'll say, a game, and against us it was 29. So our guys had a lot to work work against, and I thought they did extremely well. And again, I think Mike, having seen their defense and us you know, game planning a little bit better this week, I think he'll have an outstanding day and, and not get hit as much. All right, great stuff, Jason. We're out of time. Thanks very much for coming in. I know it's a real busy week for you. Good luck to you on Saturday night. Thank you. Eskimos head coach Jason Moss. Uh, of course, the game goes 7 o'clock, 5.30 for the countdown to kickoff with myself, Dave Campbell, Blake Dermott, and Brendan Ulrich. We'll have everything for you 5.30 on Saturday. That's it for tonight. My name is Morley Scott. Have a great night, everybody. 